You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. I'm Heather Caro. And I'm Father John Rutten. Are you sure about that? It took me a minute. I'm on Facebook <laughs> posting a little... A lovely picture <laughs> yeah, of me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you get my double chin? <laughs> Thanks, Father. <laughs> Never. <laughs> no, it's just the way God created you. Amen. So we're broadcasting this morning from Harrisburg, South Dakota. It's a beautiful day. We started the day off with Mass. What a great homily, Father. Well, Thanks. I was kind of wondering where you're going with it. Yeah, it was. I loved it, though. That happens more often than you'd think. People are like, (laughs) I wonder. And if they don't know me, if they haven't been here before or something, they're like, where is this guy going? But eventually they're like, "Uh, yeah, he usually starts off and we don't know. But he gets somewhere. Yeah. (laughs) It just takes me a little while. I don't think I'm going to try what your nephew did, though. (laughs) No, 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 please don't. I didn't think about that. I want to be childlike, but maybe not that much. Please, everybody, put your clothes on. I'm assuming this is Joe Rutten's son. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So for those that are new to the Rutten brothers, tell us a little bit about yourself before we get to our first interview. Well, uh, Father John Rutten, I am a priest of the Diocese of Sioux Falls, grew up in the city of Sioux Falls, and I've got eight siblings two of which also were in the seminary. And as we grow in our awareness of just because you're in the seminary does not mean you end up a priest. Mm -hmm. So of those two, one ended up a priest. So the Rutten brothers are three brothers who sort of have a theological, philosophical desire to look at life. Mm -hmm. And um, Joe is married with three children and three boys. And Father Paul is pastor in Sioux Falls at St. Mary. Very cool. It's fun to have you all three back, and you guys uh, do Rutten Radio. Yes, we do. That's coming up next week. Coming up next Wednesday, 7 a.m. Got to tune in. Yep, yep. Tune in. If you've ever wondered how you can look at the movie The Sandlot. Didn't know you wanted to. With faith. Tune in, because we're (laughs) doing a movie review on Sandlot. So (laughs) So there you go. Everybody's kind of, it's interesting. You'll have to tune in. We've got a lot to say. All right. You guys always have a lot to say. I'm not worried about that. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Well, I'm excited for our first interview today. We're uh, talking with Audrey Anderson. Good morning, Audrey. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing really well today. How are you guys? Good. I'm excited to have you on. And for those that don't know you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and who you work for? Sure. Other than the war. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, I work for the Diocese of Sioux Falls. I'm in the Discipleship and Evangelization Office. Um, I'm a member at Cathedral of St. Joseph. And, um, yeah. Well, I was was excited to have you on. And it's too bad that you're not on when Emily and Chris are on, because those (laughs) people you work with very closely, probably not these days, but... Um, you work with Emily Leadham and Dr. Chris Bergwald, is that right? I do. Chris is my direct boss, and I sit right outside of Emily's office, so we get to chat all the time. Lucky gal. So is everybody in yeah. the offices? Uh, most people are actually working from home, so okay. we do a little video chat now and then to stay connected. Very cool. Well, I'm excited about our topic today. We're talking with you about suffering, um, and suffering has... Um, something that has been lost with our culture today. 
um, and has no meaning and, and people don't really understand the meaning behind suffering. Um, can you explain a little bit what comes to your mind of making sense of suffering? Yeah. Um, so in my mind, suffering is part of the spiritual battle that is going on for our souls. And um, I, I feel like it is something that the evil one uses to try and separate us from the Lord. Because, you know, suffering doesn't come from the Lord. It comes um, as part of our fallen world. And, and the evil one uses it as this weapon to try and get us to believe that either the Lord doesn't care or that he is somehow out to get us or punish us for something that we did. And none of that is true. Um, and so it, it's actually, um, if he, we can use it as a gift to bless others. Um, by offering up that suffering and uniting it with the suffering that the Lord had on the cross um, and and use it to kind of bring grace and, and redemption to our loved ones or ourselves or people we don't even know. So when people talk, I've heard um, people saying using suffering. Maybe you and Father can explain, what does that look like to someone like me, a lay person? How do you use suffering? I don't know how to use suffering. How would you go about that? Sure. I'm very technical. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so for me, um, I, have a, I have a physical illness. Um, so there are days when that I'm in pain or things like that where I can say, Lord, I... I'm going to offer up this suffering. I give it to you to do with whatever you want. Um, you know, and Jesus on the cross, he suffered for us, and the result of that was the redemption of our souls. So he offers us into that. So when I say, Lord, I give you this suffering, maybe I'm offering it for this person who um, is also in pain, or maybe they're suffering a loss or something. And I offer it to you, Lord, to do whatever you want with that and he brings great blessings from from those things the uh i love the question by the way you know <laughs> you're like joe on rutten radio <laughs> joe asks the question he's like okay for us people out what are you talking about <laughs> what are you talking yeah. about let's break this yeah. up we've heard it a thousand yeah. times yeah. uh that um the cross is a part of the life of Christ. So nothing of Jesus's life, no breath he took didn't carry with it meaning and power. And, mm. uh, he didn't lift a finger that didn't, you know, he's God. Uh, and so the fact he suffered has meaning. Um, and what is that meaning for the Christian who discovers the meaning of that is my redemption, that he took that on. He took the sins of the world on mm -hmm. and, uh, you, you all brought them back to the Father redemptively. Um, and so when I'm experiencing these things as a Christian, I, can, I partake of the life of Christ. I am the continuation of this one act of salvation in the world. And so he isn't done reaching people mm -hmm. with his love. Uh, and he wants to use us to reach people in this world 2020 with his love. Uh, but that love is his life and that life also includes suffering. And so suffering can have a redemptive meaning. It can bring about good. Um, the hard part is we need, we, we need to see that it like works mm -hmm. or we sort of don't get it. 
And while I don't have an example of this, I have an example of St. Anthony. How many times do you pray to St. Anthony when you lose something? Yeah. Right? Well, I heard a story of someone recently who was sort of poo-pooing it. You know, they, someone told them, well, pray to St. Anthony. You can't find this thing. Pray to St. Anthony. Mm-hmm. And they're like, rah, rah, rah. oh, you and St. Anthony and you and you religious people. <laughs> and, blah, blah, you know, well, I don't know. Pray to St. Anthony, you know. Uh, Lo and behold, they found the thing they wanted <laughs> after they prayed. So it, it like changed them. They're like, it works. Oh my gosh, it works. Like, mm-hmm. uh, he's real. So <laughs> this is the sort of thing with suffering is you really do have to read it first to understand it. Okay, so suffering, I'm, I'm sharing in the life of Jesus to bring about a fruit, a redemptiveness. Mm-hmm. And, um, but we kind of need to see that it, that it works so we can pray. Lord, help me understand that this isn't, meaningless and it's not just me putting into the sky but that as i'm living this redemptiveness there's fruit to it and you see that with prayer you see that with things as you like you know you ever prayed for somebody and then like something actually happens <laughs> it works yeah, we're like, surprised oh my every gosh. Time. and then what do you do <laughs> after that happens what happens after you do that you want to start praying for more people mm-hmm. <laughs> right and you don't need the fruit every time then but you needed it to happen once you needed to like, and then you need a reminder, right? And so yeah. I think this is the thing with suffering is it's hard to live suffering if you don't have the experience that it's meaningful. Um, but you got to know what the meaning is you're looking for. And that's the beautiful gift that Audrey's saying is like, there's meaning to this. It's tied to the life of holiness. It's tied to a battle. It's tied to your soul. Right. Um, so, Well, Audrey, how, when you're suffering and you're in pain, how, how do you offer that to the Lord and how do you keep your focus? Um, well, I think just like Father was just saying is that I've seen it work in my own life. And um, I have tons of examples I could give you. And because I've seen it work, it becomes almost this joyful thing that, oh, I'm kind of suffering quite a bit today. So I'm going to offer this and see what the Lord can do or what he wants to do with it. Um, yeah, do you uh, got an of, example, Audrey? Sure. Um, one of my favorite examples is um, I was going to the Mayo Clinic to um, to do some testing for, for what I'm going through. And so I asked people in my life, well, can I pray for you while I'm there? Because I will be undergoing some pretty extreme testing. Um, and Father Jeff Norfolk was at USD at the time, and he said, just pray for an outpouring of grace upon my students, whatever that looks like. And I happened to be there on Ash Wednesday, and so I prayed for them, and um, I talked to Father Jeff later, and he was like, uh, were you play- praying for us on Ash Wednesday? And I was like, yeah. I was like, we had standing room only at our chapel, and then I got a call from the other priest in town, and he asked if we canceled Masses because... There were so many students who came to Ash Wednesday Mass, and there was just this outpouring of love upon these students in his ministry, and so much so that they all wanted to go to Mass that day and and interact with Jesus in the Eucharist. So that is just mind blowing to me. Yeah. <laughs> Father, to me too. Father was just cheering silently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you didn't, you, 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 couldn't see it, Audrey. But I just threw a ball up in the air and hit a home run. Home run. Yeah, yeah. that's what you did. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Well, and yeah. I think the key, I think the key that is interesting, and I think that we all need to be mindful of, is that you're looking, mm. because so often we don't look. Mm-hmm. It's the big ones that we see. 
but sometimes it's mm-hmm. the little things. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I love St. Therese because of this. St. Therese is a reminder that everything doesn't have to be grandiose for it to be filled yeah. with the wonder that is grandiose. You know, the smallest thing done by God is filled with the exact same wonder as the greatest miracle. Mm-hmm. This is God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so if he shows himself in a little uh, uh, stream of water, it's no different than an ocean. It's it's the same thing, <laughs> yeah. you know, right, uh, but right. yeah. Beautiful. Love it. So let me see. Any final thoughts or reflections? We only have a few minutes left, and this is such a big topic. Um, I just want to be sure that we've touched all the things that we, I mean, it's expansive. Tell us another story, Audrey. Oh, yeah. Let's hear another story. Oh, of, what, story. Of, what, of what's been meaningful to you. Yeah, in this, because you, you've shared something deep in this life of suffering. Do you have something else that you could close us with? The only thing that's really coming to mind other than a different story would be don't be afraid to offer even the smallest thing because God won't even, doesn't waste anything. And you can invite him into even the smallest suffering in your life and he will bring good things and, and he can stretch that grace. Like don't be afraid to offer one suffering for multiple things. He can... Even if you just stub your toe and you're like, Jesus, I want to convert the whole world with stubbing my toe, he will be delighted with that offering. My mom always says, if you're going to suffer, you might as well offer it up. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, mom. (laughs) And and that's not a like just buck up kind of thing. It's like, I actually know the Lord wants to do something with your suffering, so give it to Him, and, and He will redeem the world with it. So. Hmm. Beautiful. Yeah, in a way, I think a hard part for me is that when I, when I think of offering, I want it to equal, it goes away. Mm-hmm. I know, that's the scary part. <laughs> and because it doesn't go away, then I'm like, what does offering mean? And I'm confused, yeah. but it just means just like that's give, the give scary this to part. Him, you know? Because you, you, I, I don't, I don't always. I'm going to be honest here. I don't always like to read the lives of the saints because <laughs> so many of them suffer. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh. But um, you know. I don't know if we have time, but I have a quick image for you. Okay. You know, like you're in an action movie, and there's a bad guy coming in, and he's got a gun. Mm. And um, he, your hero is unarmed, and for whatever reason, your hero can quickly take the gun away, and and now it's pointed against the bad guy. Offering up your sufferings is kind of like that, where the weapon of suffering is still there, it's still present, it may not go away, but now you are using it for good, instead of the evil one using it to bring in discord with the Lord. You're saying, no, I'm giving this back to the Lord, and so... He, you're able to then use it for for something good, and the Lord will bring something great out of it, even if it's still there. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Audrey. It's been a pleasure talking with you this morning. Yes, thank you for having me. I don't get to talk to you guys often enough. 
I know. We just do it over the airwaves. No big deal. (laughs) All right. Well, it's time for our first break of the day, or I guess our second. Next, we're going to find out who gets donuts this week during our fathers and later what it's like to be preparing for the priesthood in such a unique time as this. We'll visit with one deacon about his experience at the top of the next hour. Stay with us. Real Presence Live continues right after this. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 